Hey guys, this is Two Day Hangover with Hannah Elson, a podcast that streams every Monday with topics ranging from navigating post-grad, how to live a damp lifestyle, and general advice from a mid-20s gal that's still learning. This podcast is a space to be honest with ourselves, have fun while doing it, and try our best to avoid the two-day hangover. Grab a mocktail and enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 8. I am here today winging it a little bit recording this podcast because I just slept through my alarm back in Chicago, so if you hear the little laugh next to me, it is my mom. I thought what better time than to bring someone on because it is November and a really fun little fact is all three generations of our family have birthdays in November, so... Her mom, a.k.a. my grandma's, was the 25th. Hers is Saturday the 19th, so it'll have passed by the time this comes out. And then mine's the 25th, so... CJ's was the 15th. Yes, my grandma. So uh, on the 25th, it is my golden birthday, which is kind of fun. Do you want to say your age for... Sure. I can't remember, but I think I'll be 63. (laughs) Okay. So she'll be 63. And so I've seen a lot on TikTok lately, that trend where when it's someone's birthday, they'll do like 25 really quick pieces of advice or they'll do it in a different way. We are splitting up 25 pieces of advice. I think we'll do it like switch off style. So I'll say one, you say one, we can discuss it. You know, the whole nine yards. It'll be all across in different sectors of life. But I just love listening to these. I think they're kind of random and can be just anyone that resonates with you. You never know and you can take it with you. And I'm thinking I'm going to write them out on little Canva and put a lot of the good ones on my Instagram. Because um, if you don't follow me on the podcast Instagram, it's Two Day Hangover Podcast. And I just did a photo shoot with a new Austin photographer Her name is Elise. Her Instagram is Elise Artistry. And we did the most fun photo shoot. I'm not super comfortable in front of the camera, but you could see throughout the photo shoot my confidence start growing. So that's what I think shows a talented photographer. So anyway, a lot of fun things coming with this podcast and definitely going to be pushing it out, pushing more visuals out. So please share with friends and excited for what to come. But that's the only podcast update other than that. You'll see it if you follow the Instagram. But I guess we can just get right into it. Do you want to first introduce yourself? Well, sure. I'm uh, Jill Danley and I'm Hannah's mom. I feel I'm very proud to say I'm Hannah's mom and watching her journey through zero through 25 now has been just such a joy. Uh, And I know she asked me just to sort of dabble into, you know, what you wish you knew when you were 25. And that was quite a while ago. But it is amazing how fleeting life is, how fast, you know, generations and time goes. But I think 25 is such a great age because you have enough experience to create your best version of life and time ahead to actually enjoy it. And I feel like that is something that I hope Hannah really holds on to at that um, beautiful age of 25. But I'm here to go. Life is um, life is everyone has a story and to listen to it. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I love that. (laughs) I guess I'll start with number one. They're not in order of theme or anything like that. I don't know if you did that. We both wrote our own pieces of advice. She did a 12. 
I did 13 because I didn't want to stress her out. But turns out she has a whole paper filled <laughs> with pieces of advice. There's like four different arrows, some circled things. So I probably should have given her 13 versus 12. But mine are not in order. Hers look a lot more organized. There's themes. There's everything. But I'm just going to go through because last night before bed, these were the first 13 things I feel like I can actually give advice on and have learned because obviously at this age, I have a lot to learn. But here's what I've learned so far in my little young age. First one, how you start a night can determine how you end a night. So that's the biggest thing I've learned when it comes to the damp lifestyle and how much little changes can make big results. And it all has to do with how personally for me I've started nights because when I was younger, I would start a night maybe taking shots with friends or running to a pregame and making sure that before we went to the party or the bar, we were, you know, tipsy and had enough confidence to walk into it. So now just prioritizing walking into a bar sober or just prioritizing the natural personality has been really big to kind of work on that confidence. So just remember like little changes like starting with a mocktail um, can determine how the rest of your night goes because it's just working on that confidence. So I like following that mantra now at this age of even on nights that I am drinking or celebrating or whatever it may be, I can remember that however I start the night can determine how I end the night, and it's a positive little sector of that. Want me to say something? Yes. Well, it's your I, turn now. Okay, my turn. And I'm going to try to keep it on theme here. I feel that um, what I know now, or maybe when I was younger, I would say for going out and socializing is perhaps slow down and enjoy and trust you're good enough without too many drinks. And I think that's something obviously I know now, but if I had known and given myself that okay to really trust that I'm good enough without overextending the cocktail, I think is, is really important. Love that. Okay. My second one is healing is a constant. So that comes from typically when you hear the word healing, you think of breaking up a relationship. I feel like it really helps to consider healing everything that's happened in your life. So we talked in previous podcasts about not just healing your inner child, but healing that middle school and high school self and healing who you were last year and who you were yesterday. And just remembering that it's always a journey when it comes to who you are, how you view yourself and things that have happened to you. So I feel like just having a constant and ever changing experience on how you keep moving forward allows you to be a little easier on yourself versus be guilty if you still have something that you need to heal that's been from forever ago and sometimes it like creates that guilt because it's still a problem in your life and you wish it wasn't so just remembering that things may come up or things may change and um, the best thing you can do is be aware of that and always be healing that's helped me at least take away that guilt Oh, I like that. I like that, that word Thanks. healing. And, you know, I, I know when your podcast, you talk sometimes about know your self-worth. And I think that's probably another good reminder about what that really means um, and how you can become that unstoppable force of when you realize you can do things alone and when mm. you realize that you have that confidence of your self-worth to um, 
really feel that you can be that unstoppable force when you realize how much you can do alone, travel, movies, living alone, you know, really sort of reminding yourself that those little things that you do um, create sort of that inner strong force of well-being. Um, anyway, I think that's interesting. Okay, you go on to the next one. Oh, is that yours? That was just oh, my that. little, that was, I wanted to stay on, on point here about healing. Oh, was that written down? I just kind of, I just went off on a little then white tangent. My OCD is going to say then we're going to be on 26. So you're going to have to go. <laughs> you're going to have to go to your next one. I don't know. Something about healing is a constant. Healing makes, is, reminds me of how we can be happy mm -hmm. um, and how we choose to be happy no matter what happens in your life. I think that's a challenge and that's something that we're a work in progress whether you're 25 or 62, that we could always choose to be happy is something that I think is, is something we, we all need to work on. And I think the mindset is something about healing and how important that is to really work within yourself, to have that body awareness, body image, um, mindset, mind, body, spirit. How do we do that? Right? <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of <laughs> No, words. is that true? How do you work on that? <laughs> um, what happens in your life that you always can choose to be happy? I mean, that's hard. That's yeah. a whole nother segment, Hannah. These next two are kind of along the lines of dating, but also could be taken in different ways. So my next one is the energy you give is the energy you get. As you guys know, I have been very into the universe, manifestations, and energy as of lately. And I think it's really, really helped me because I look back in life and I'm like, anytime the universe is forcing changes on my life, I've thought change was so hard that I would fight it. And so now I'm just like not fighting all these changes and I'm just like going with what the universe is telling me. And I think it's given me a really great sense of energy because I have a positive and hopeful outlook on the future. And because I have this positive energy, I feel like I've started to really notice in my life who's surrounded with the same positive energy. Or even when I'm out at a bar or talking to a guy, I feel like I'm attracting fun, smart people. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it works with dating too. And I feel like I finally noticed this within myself, but I've also noticed my this happening to my friends sometimes. And a lot of times it does happen when you have that breakup glow, kind of, so to speak, because like you're hopeful and you just had this huge change. So it definitely makes sense why I'd be noticing it right now. But sometimes with my friends, like if they get a big promotion and they just have this really great energy, they start attracting more and more positive things happening after that promotion. So obviously it doesn't work all the time and sometimes things come in waves in the opposite way as well. But the more that I can focus and prioritize on hopeful energy, the more that I really can look and get that coming back to me through friends, through dating, through work, through things happening. So um, obviously it's not foolproof advice, but it really does help at least for me. No, I think that's great. I think, I mean, dating, I think you're right where you're supposed to be and the path you're on is leading you to the love of your life. And I really I believe that. if you put yourself out there and you have this visualization of a positive outcome, you just have to let it be because everything you're doing now is leading you to who that person will be. And that's, that's something that you're saying about being intentional. 
and being positive or going out there and manifestation, but visualizing the best outcome. I really believe, you know, we're not alone here that there's, there's the angels, you're, you're, there's, there's, there's a world out there that is guiding you through this and you're clearly not alone. But um, anyway, this, that's, that's a beautiful what you said, the whole manifestation. So let it happen. I like that quote as well. We're on the path, everyone. We're right. on the path. Okay, this was another dating one. Don't date to marry. And I always heard this and I never understood what it meant. When, this is more advice for like what I've learned this 25th year. I guess it wouldn't be like coming from you for life advice. But when we're at this age of 25 or so, a lot of my experience and my recent relationship, I was so overwhelmed and worried about like years down the road, like getting married and all of that, that I would cloud over from like things that I actually wanted or didn't want because I was kind of like forcing something on myself in some sectors. And a lot of my friends are really good about not talking about the future at this age when they know they're not ready. And instead, they're living in the moment with their partner and they're like figuring out what they want and what they don't want. And they know that like when the time comes, they'll be more focused on, you know, like what kind of ring do I want, engagement and all that stuff on a more natural route versus like when you're dating someone, you're constantly like, okay, is this my husband? And it sounds like counterintuitive because obviously you should only be spending time with people that like you, that treat you well and value and you could see as a partner, but it's just taking out that extra layer of pressure that clouds over from you actually being analyzing what you want and don't want. So now that I'm in my dating phase, even though I have yet to go on a date, I really got to do that. <laughs> I tell my mom all about how I need to go on a date. I've almost, but um, but now I can really like go on these dates with different people and analyze just like little red flags or green flags and analyze what I like and don't like and analyze what I actually see in a partner versus going into these first dates and being like, not my husband. You know, it's just like you forget the little steps in between if you're only thinking about dating to marry like I was in the past. Do you get what I mean? No, I totally get that. And I also think that, um, you know, throw away the checklist of what you think you want and who you want and who who you think you are best for you. And I almost think you want to rom- romanticize your life in a way that you can find kindness and be intentional and observe and see how you not only interact with each other, but how that person interacts with others, I think is a really important mm-hmm. element in being kind and being intentional. And, you know, you can see how he sees beauty and love around himself. I think that will open up doors to, you know, that he he may not be this tall, dark, and handsome, but he could have all the other attributes. So throw away the list, really have At fun. Me. And, At me already. And roman- <laughs> romanticize your life. Like just stay an open book and and find those things because everybody has a story. And I think the interesting thing is say yes to life, go on a date. You may find out something about yourself or the other person that's interesting without closing doors and narrowing your field. That's my advice. Yeah, side note, did you know that one video went kind of viral and a big reason was because I was comparing a roster to how 
you dated in your day. Right. And people kept stitching it and they would only stitch. <laughs> stitch means like you take part of the video and talk about it after. Okay. You know those videos? And they would take that part specifically and be like, yeah, my mom always says this. And it's like, why did we suddenly have a transition where we like made dating like that kind of, you know, I said S-L-U-T-T shaming and you should date one person at one time and social right. media changed it. And everyone loved that line that like you were dating you know, a couple guys when you met dad. And they all knew it and it was great and it was just <laughs> enjoying companionship and really getting to know people and not not thinking I, I knew what I wanted at that time. Totally. Did you incorporate your next advice in that too with the everyone has a story? What? Like you weave into your advice so nicely, it's oh, hard to know. Oh, good. You, okay. you know the organized. You guys, I told you I have type A about very specific things, and one of them turns out that it's the number. So if this is not twenty five, I'm gonna be really sad. But we're gonna try. Okay. Did you have one other one off of that you wanted to say? No, you can okay. go on, and I'll come right. Back. Okay, sounds good. You could always incorporate two at once. There I you guess. go. We'll take that. Okay, my next one is, of course podcast name two-day hangovers don't need to be normalized so again the title of my podcast as you guys know is a cute little juxtaposition because the reason I started analyzing my relationship with alcohol was less about what I would drink in the day-to-day and now it's become building habits on the day-to-day but it was more about the fact that every time I would have a heavy drinking weekend I would have these not necessarily like physical hangovers, but like mental hangovers as well that would last sometimes until Wednesday and slow me down physically, slow me down mentally at work. Um, my mental health was suffering from it. A lot of times that kind of like two-day hangover will be like a joke between friends and glorified. And for some people, that's completely fine to joke about. It's just like it happens randomly. But when they're happening every single week, I wish like younger me knew that there was a way to change that. And obviously I knew, okay, drink less, but I didn't know the ins and outs and the complexity of like what can cause a two-day hangover. Um, Sometimes when you're drinking kind of like from a bad intention and you're not even drinking much, like you have two glasses of wine one night. Sometimes like if you just didn't eat dinner and you don't drink water with it, you might get a hangover and like feel mentally down and Um, That probably wouldn't last two days, but just like understanding how it works for you and that every single week you should not be starting your week mentally on Wednesday would have changed so many of my weeks. And that's really why I started talking about the damp lifestyle. That's why I continue to have a nonlinear path to understanding my relationship and loving talking about it and sharing my stories and the ins and outs of like what I've learned this past year being intentional to continue that word of the day with drinking and I don't think it's something to normalize anymore in the slightest right and I think gosh I'm going back to my 25 year old self and now my my uh, older self looking back thinking you know I wish I I think drinking a two-day hangover is filled with so much regret. You know, you are worried, did you say something? Did you hurt someone's feelings? Do you remember what you said? And it's not intentional because it's not really, it's, it's another version of yourself that I would like to not bring forward. And, you know, slowing down, listening, still being fun without the two-day hangover, 
you know, took a long time, you know, but the, the fear of, of regret and hurting and, um, and doing things that, that you wish you hadn't done um, goes away when you live a more intentional life and you take that pause and you drink the water. And it's not easy because a lot of the insecurities in life, you know, I was really shy and I definitely felt like a, a personality cocktail was in order before going mm -hmm. to the party. And then you'd have that, then you drink at the party, and then all of a sudden you've had too much. Um, it really is about the pace of it and to remind yourself that we are good enough and you know the spotlight isn't really on you but on everybody and everybody has a story that you can listen to. So that's, that's a work in progress still to this day, but um, Definitely. I, I just like, like my wine. I like wine is great. I will say that only that my followers they know that I'm not sober and a lot of them aren't sober. So I definitely will say as well. I liked your line of the spotlight. It's not on you. It's on everyone. This isn't a piece of advice. I'm just going off of that because, like I said, there can be days where like your brain and body just kind of gives you guilt even after two drinks. Like maybe it was connected to you didn't work out that day and you're just being really hard on yourself and everything like that. And you're like, oh, I said X, Y, Z. Like for some reason I got tipsy off of one drink and I said something to my crush and I'm so embarrassed and that guilt like floors you. I don't mean that that's not something to process. It definitely can be because you don't want to spiral yourself into that. But at the same time, what's really important to realize is I saw this TikTok where it was this girl and she was like quoting, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed from drinking last night. And then she panned out the globe and just reminding herself that you are a little speck on the world. So on the harder days, obviously you can take what lessons to learn from the way you drank that day. And it's always a process moving forward. I have days like that still where I learn based on what actions I did while drinking. But just remember that you are a little speck in this world. And as long as you're kind to people that night, one thing you texted your crush is not going to That's right. <laughs> ruin your week. <laughs> okay. Wait, is it my turn or your turn? Um, no, you can, you can go to the next one. Um, okay. This one I say all the time because you guys know I like to bop around the towns. But getting attached to people and not places. And I don't mean that that holds you back. It's actually the exact opposite. So it's kind of another juxtaposition of a phrase in itself, honestly. But a lot of times people think, oh, I'm living in a location where I know everyone and I don't want that change because I have these friendships here and blah, blah, blah. And it kind of sometimes can make you complacent in the place you're at because maybe the place isn't where you can continue to grow and you're feeling like if not now then when but the people there are kind of like the place is dragging you down and you're like I'm never really gonna get it and anywhere else and all of that and I know this home I know how to walk to the grocery store and all of that and you get a little bit complacent if you feel like you're ready to move forward some people can stay in one place forever and that's completely fine I am not judging that but if you have a similar personality to me like I know a lot of you guys do I say when you 
think in the terms of if not now, then when, and you go find new experiences in new places, the right people will stay. And if you work on communicating with them and keeping your circles small and genuine and quality over quantity sometimes when you do make these moves, it allows you to unapologetically find new experiences in new places and knowing that I can go visit those places for those people. But really, I have the connections with people that stay with me. We have social media. We can talk to them every day. It's not the comfort of knowing the way to the grocery store and just not considering change because of it. And so that's what I always say is work on your friendships, your relationships, and everything like that, and they will stay if they're meant to stay and you put effort into them when you should. But don't force yourself in an environment just because you're scared of change. Sometimes the right thing you need to do is leave that environment like I'm doing right now. I'm moving and I absolutely love the people I'm friends with and it's like I very easily could have stayed in that environment just because of those people. But I know that I've made such great connections that they'll go with me as I move because I'm not attached to the place. No, that's so true. And I think you said it about quality versus quantity. I think a lot of times we spread ourselves so thin. We have to be at every party. We have to be with every friend. Mm -hmm. And we have to um, appeal to what you think is right to carry on a friendship when a lot of times now I've dialed back when you get older and you really want those meaningful relationships because time is is valued. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you also, I think time goes by so fast. And, you know, when we talk about friendships, or we talk about work, or we talk about where we live, you know, you have to just be bold enough to know that it's never too late to really reinvent yourself. I mean, I went to get my master's when my son was a year old, and I taught, Mm -hmm. I was a professor for nine years. And, um, you know, did that in my 50s. So, you know, it's never too late to reinvent yourself and also take that risk, but also challenge yourself to really value who you surround yourself with and really work on the quality relationships that really enrich you as a person um, and, and, you know, gives you that confidence in any city, in any, any place you live. I love that. You're so good at weaving your advice into what I just said. It's because you're an active listener. (laughs) You are. Okay. I'm not going to say that, but that's one of my favorite quotes because I feel like it really, really is something I was so guilty about my personality of. Okay. You can be a kind person and still (laughs) tell someone to F off when the time is right. I showed you that quote that one time. I saw it on Pinterest. But I feel like this is something that I've always been personality conflicted with where I would kind of let people take advantage of me because I wanted to be just like this kind non-problem person, but they would be taking advantage of me and I have this very like direct personality I always have and I have had this confident personality that was just hiding and I would think in my head and I convinced myself that if I like stood up for myself or anything like that, that would for some reason take away from kindness. I feel like you kind of feel this sometimes as well. Right. Being direct as as long as you say it maturely, confidently, with kindness, that's still okay. If someone wrongs you, 
you can stand up for yourself and still be a kind person. And that is something that I never realized. Like the two can exist at the same time. You can mesh them together. And it's important to stand up for what you believe in and stand up for what's right while still making kindness your goal. And that's really difficult to do in this day and age, I think, because we're so polar divided and we all have strong beliefs. So I try to be a kind person to get my point across. There's other times. Well, yeah, not if they're horrible. Then you can no, be a little mean. then you can. But I mean, <laughs> I think you also. No, but you're to... still a kind person even if you're mean to someone one time because they were, you know what I mean? It's very true. And whether they want to hear it, whether they accept it, whether you're okay saying it, mm-hmm. you know, there's some. And what angle do you look at it and how it comes back to you? I mean, sometimes keeping some things to yourself and trusting that that's okay too is something I'm working on in, in late, my later career. And that letting the little things go is Mm -hmm. also a strength about being kind because sometimes your words won't get across and you have to accept that they're living in a different um, world or a different being. But if somebody wrongs my children, I'm at them. You know, if somebody (laughs) wrongs my, my core beliefs, I definitely have always been that person that will speak up. But it's interesting because when you get older, you know, it's like I have my business career and my clients, my family. I'm very different in all those different parts of my life and I'm very kind and that's what I'm known for. But yet when it's my family, I speak up and I say my mind mm-hmm. and I'm very intentional in my words. It's sort of interesting yeah. that you can become faceted that way. And I guess you're right if we can work on being kind and that just remember it's coming from love or it's coming from kindness. Mm-hmm. Remind that person that that's where it's coming from not that I'm judging or I don't believe yeah. you or, you know, no, and I think that's something, I think that's something that's always we've struggled with. And that's like why we get that. Then suddenly we're like, oh, were we supposed to say that? Because, right. But we have to remember, yes, we are strong willed, but we are kind people. Right. Okay. Then my next one kind of goes into this. So I put it right after. But on top of that, some people, especially at the age I'm at, can't handle confrontation and would rather give excuses when you do talk to them. And it can be really hard when you're a direct individual, but it's still important to stand up for yourself when you know you're not being treated well, even if you know this person kind of is like an excuses person. Because I've just realized, especially with my type of personality, that holding something in Um, in that case, I know you just said like some things you can keep to yourself, but like when you feel like you're not being treated well or your family or your best friend or whatever it may be, even if it's about something really small, I feel like anytime I internalize it, it comes back and I start layering on things that like this person's hurting on me and I set the precedent in my own mind to let these people or this person take advantage of me, even if it's something super, super small. And sometimes when you're direct and confrontational, the person's not going to take it well. They're either going to think you're not coming from a great place if they don't know you and they don't know your core, or they're instantly going to shoot back with tons of excuses versus just being like, yeah, I was wrong. And you kind of have to go into these conversations knowing that not everyone's going to respond the way you are, but it's kind of like a layer of being positively selfish because you're setting that precedent to be treated well and all these little moments I believe have allowed me to like be a more stronger confident and like willful person and in these moments I'm direct 
when people respond not great back, I know that they don't know me at my core because they don't know that that's something I value. And my friends, when I say something direct to them that like hurt me, they always respond just like really intellectually and maturely and we have conversations about it. And I think it's really advanced my friendships, but also how I view myself ever since having that understanding of how people respond and how I can still portray conversations. It's also, don't you think it's, um, I mean, how we react, um, do we pause? Do we listen? Do we put up walls? Do we get angry? I think I've learned that, and, and it's not that I'm giving up an argument, but if I pause and really think about every angle or where they're coming from, and again, back to being intentional, if I pause or I sleep on it, I even say that with my clients, I gotta sleep on it, you know, big decisions. Um, writing that letter, being angry, putting it in words, don't press the send button and really pause and you mm-hmm. look back. I think that really has helped me in in my time of um, discontent, you know, and arguing and things like that. So I think it's really about, um, you know, just just let the little things go. But yet again, know your value, know your worth. If that person is never going to change, your words are never going to change them. Mm-hmm. You know, when do you then stop reacting and allowing that person to be in their plane of development that's different than yours? You know, that's a hard one. Definitely. But again, that's back to quality, not quantity, right? Totally. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're very seamless with it. <laughs> okay, so my next one is call your grandma, call your parents. Okay, I'm you can, Hannah, go ahead. Hannah's really good about this. Like she calls my mom. Um, every day. And, and when I get a call from her, I really try to stop what I'm doing and listen. And I remember one time I told Clay, cause sometimes you can just call and you can just randomly like, how's the weather? Everything's fine. Everything's good. You always stay the surface, right? You don't get into the next layer because it's just a phone call. But when you think about it, I remember I said this to Clay um, Hannah's brother and I said, and he lives in LA and I'm in Chicago and Hannah's in Austin and here we're we're miles apart. And the calls, you know, don't happen every day, but when they do, I wanted to be again intentional of I want to really know you. Like I want to really know you. And that means like tell me the things I may not want to hear or you know, give me this, you know, I'm having a bad day and here's why, or I'm really excited about this and mm. you know, think think the deeper layers is what I want to work on. Just how do I really know my kids? Okay. Well, that's good feedback for us, you guys. Make sure you're intentional with how you call. (laughs) But (laughs) thanks for hijacking that a little bit. Mine was just going to be quick and short and sweet. And I was going to say, as you age, you, like you're saying, you really value those types of conversations more. So if you're lucky enough at the age that I am and a lot of us listening are and you, for instance, have a grandparent or you have older parents or anything just really or even yourself, you don't know what's happening tomorrow, really valuing those little moments in conversation and checking in. I mean, my mom and I text more. So sometimes I feel like I call you less because we'll be texting, but like a lot of your grandparents, for instance, don't really text. So, and just remembering like, for instance, my grandma lives alone. Like she loves those conversations because she can, 
and I call her and I update her and she gets mad at me when I don't tell her something and you True. tell her instead. But it's, it's just like, it's honestly changed a lot of perspectives in my life too upon having more of these conversations and checking in and just remembering that like, it is kind of crazy that I live far away from both of you guys. You know, we all live in different places and just valuing that um, has really given me positive perspectives, probably more than it's impacted her, for example. Thank but goodness yeah. for social media. Yeah. And then my mom gets jealous because I don't call her as much, but I am more, I think, right? We're working out. We're well, progress. I'll like, I won't call you every day, but then sometimes I'll call you like four times in one day. Right. I'll take, I'll so, take any of it. So it really changes. But, and you're not that good at responding to texts, actually, now that I think about it. I know. I have to turn it off when I'm with a client. Do you have one you wanted to say next? Well, I mean, I was just going to relay that time goes by too fast and just a good reminder of how we need to slow down at a dinner table and share your thoughts and your fears. And that's Mm -hmm. back to a conversation and really back to that pause. But um, you're right. I I think that's that's really important. You were going to go on to your next one. Yeah, but also as a little angsty teen, we were always so mad when you guys would make us put our phones away, but it's just because you had more perspective on the little moments in time. Right, and how fast it goes. Yeah, isn't it nice that I'm realizing that now? (laughs) Okay, my next one. Excluding the looming recession. Book the flight because we are young. (laughs) I Excluding the looming recession. However, I will always value spending whatever money I can dwindle in my little fingers on memories because I really do think it's so important and I think that there's always a way to be able to calculate return on investment with experiences so you buy the flight that might be a little bit more you can find a cheaper hotel but at the end of the day all those little logistics and strategies combined a lot of lessons I've learned is like traveling who I've traveled with and where I've traveled I just value it so so much and um I think this is a good time to tell you because we're on the podcast but I'm going to be going on a group trip with people I don't know to Bali next year oh fantastic yeah good for you no, that's great. <laughs> she didn't know that. I, no, I mean, I think it's great. I think what you're saying is it's about choices. You know, yeah. I know, I know we, things are expensive. Memories are free to, to get there is a choice we need to make. If we go on one trip, then perhaps we do less um, in another few part of our yeah. lives. You know, there's a balance of our choices. And I've always, you know, I was raised the same way, travel, being worldly, um, understanding you want to go through life not as a, you know, you want to travel in a culture and understand mm-hmm. the culture versus being an observer of it. And you really have embedded all your travels in really knowing that the world is actually pretty small when you see the beauty that it um, yeah. provides us. You know? Also teaches you like things go wrong um, and how you react to it. Te- teaches you about reactions. It teaches you all these little things. But for instance, One of my friends, she has grown up just extremely independent. Um, A lot of it is financially independent. She has student loans she's paying off and everything like that. And she still values booking the flight so often. And sometimes people will give her a hard time because they're like, oh my gosh, you're always booking flights left and right and left and right. But I really value that about her because she just has so much perspective on 
growing up with that independence and knowing that like if something's going wrong in her environment there's beauty in going and like flying to see a friend in another city and experiencing that like sometimes you do need to do that and having that type of perspective I feel like um in understanding the value of when travels the right time travel and when it's the right time to be home and everything like that is big I think my next one is movement is more for your soul and mind than it is for appearance a lot of my life in my younger days especially I would guilt work out so I would work out either very intensively or just I would only go to the workout because I was guilty about like maybe if I had a big drinking weekend if I ate gross like I had hangover foods then I would really really guilty work out the next week and it wasn't sustainable and I would also do like really hardcore workouts like a hit workout when I wasn't feeling it um a lot of people nowadays I don't know mom if you've ever heard of this but like they work out with cycle syncing so they sync their period to what excuse me what workouts they do oh gosh Mm -hmm. so it's really teaching yourself though to slow down when your body's telling you to slow down it's actually interesting I'm thinking about trying it it also affects like your skin, your hair, everything if you cycle sync because you sync your diet too. But anyway, that's a side note. I don't know much about it. But being able to now at this still young age and learning that doing movement that I actually enjoy, my body's asking for, and I have the energy for based on like what I've ate as well to because like 90% is in the kitchen and everything has allowed me especially during this healing time of my life to a feel in way better shape but b like do it in a healthy way and see it's sustainable so lately I've noticed that I really enjoy walking so instead of telling the toxic thing in my mind saying walking is not a workout I now consider like anything I do movement so I just ask myself like oh have I moved today and I move every single day in some form And some days I used to think that Pilates wasn't a workout just because I wouldn't sweat. Pilates is one of the hardest things literally ever. It moves your body in different ways. And just, and I actually really, really enjoy it. And I also, my body a lot of times asks for a run. It asks for a berries class. It asks for a boxing class. It asks for something more intensive. But I still consider that along the foundation of movement versus like cardio versus weightlifting and for me in my mind when I like struggle with mental health that's really allowed me to take the guilt type working out out of my life and I've really enjoyed working out ever since then oh that's body image I mean I'm a work in progress I think I wish I worked on nutrition versus fads I wish I had just moved and I think experiment with what you're going through just sounds wonderful as long Mm -hmm. as it's not too much right I would I would be really good you know for five days and then all of a sudden be on this fad and then I would ruin it on the weekend with drinking and eating and then I would start all over again it was this vicious cycle Mm -hmm. and I just wish I worked on nutrition and balance and less on my plate and more in the gym shoes and um, I think the mindset would have taken over that I then felt good and feeling Mm -hmm. good makes you continue on that path, right? And, you know, I felt sorry for the cow even in high school and the pig, and I just am a pescatarian. But, you know, that came with really trying to understand my balance of of iron and protein and 
So anyway, I'm a work in progress, but I wish I had worked on it and not been on so many fads and gone to such extremes and really balanced it and and really just not have been so hard on myself through it mm-hmm. all and and my body shaming of myself. So anyway, Definitely. work in progress. Well, that's a good point. You're always a work in progress. Okay, my next one is you can't stoop down for someone in order to wait for them to get on your level. Keep rising and the right one will mat- will be able to match you where you're at. The reason I say this is because I feel like a lot of times I always am dating for potential or friends with someone for potential and I will feel like I'm rising in this way. And of course, sometimes it's an up and down, it's a valley and you have little waves. But I'll feel like I'm here in XYZ sectors of life. And it's not ego. It's that I am able to be like really internally aware of where I'm at. And for whatever level, maybe I'm stooping down for how they communicate or their dreams and desires or how they treat me. And I'll think that their potential is along the same lines of where I'm at. But since they're lower in that sector I'll like stoop down for them in hopes that like this little gap of where I'm at versus they're at will get filled naturally but instead I'm limiting myself and being down on their level doesn't allow us both to grow and you can't just like expect someone to be where they're at because maybe it's not even in a negative way for them maybe they just need more time but you kind of have to be selfish in those relationships and friendships and everything like that and just always be on the rise because like my mom said, everything you're doing will lead you to those right people and you just have to keep going on your path and never like make yourself lower or just slow down just for someone else. Well, that's so true. I mean, I I go back to just if you can find the beauty in everything and everywhere, if you literally can just find that beauty, that character of someone um, and how he treats others is going to be so key and so, so important. But I think it's back to knowing your worth, being intentional, listening, being kind and just enjoying a conversation that so many times I'll go to a cocktail party from another town and they almost don't want to talk to you because, you know, you're, you don't live there. What are you, what are you going to bring to the table? But everybody mm-hmm. has a story. And if you go into that, going on a date, going, everyone has a story and what's his, whether I'm going to marry this person. My next one is the second you stop worrying about what could go wrong or what people would think doors start opening. And that's my last one because it's a lot of what I've experienced in this past year and we're coming up on a year and this whole podcast episode is obviously like 25 for my birthday so I'm entering a new year of life technically and all of that. A lot of that, for instance, when you start posting on TikTok, for example, you're by nature not worrying about what people think anymore. And I've realized that the second that I stopped worrying and started posting on TikTok, for example. I started getting more confident, meeting new people, having more accountability when working on my relationship with alcohol, hearing other people's stories, becoming more well-rounded because of it, finding more of an Austin community within people that also post on content. And doors started opening because of those networking connections. I'd get invited to events or a photo shoot because I met this person and that person and it didn't matter about my follower account or what people thought. It mattered about 
that I was effortlessly going out there and pushing myself. And now, even with this podcast, of course, I can be like, oh, yeah, I started a podcast at like a lower follower count. But I just decided that my time was now and I wanted to have these longer conversations with you guys. And I've already noticed doors start opening like that girl had messaged me for that photo shoot and all those types of things for branding for the podcast. And I just know good things are coming because I have at my best ability stopped looking back at what they might think and just looked forward to the doors that like continue to open. So I'm really excited to continue this journey. I don't know if we missed any of your pieces of advice, but otherwise I can kind of end it for us. You can end it. I think changing your mindset makes you resilient. And I I loved your comments and I look forward to the next 25, 25, 25. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And we will update you guys on our trip to Iceland where we're celebrating and because we just booked the flight. Bring out the layers. (laughs) Yeah, bring out the layers. And I will be posting like most of that content on my Instagram too, but I'll try to give you behind the scenes obviously on TikTok, but yeah, my follow my personal Instagram too. It's Hannah.elson. You guys know the drill. But other than that, thank you for listening. Thanks, mom, for all your advice. Thank you. I loved your fun. perspectives. And maybe she'll be back because I will be home quite a bit coming up. So Woohoo. tell us what you thought. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to review and share with your people. It means the world to me. Check me out on Instagram and TikTok. So excited to continue this journey with you all.